Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Jonah chapter number one, and I want us to look at verse number one. The Bible says this, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Not a good idea, right? Leave the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God. You notice there in your Bible that God is a, that G's what, a lowercase? They're crying out to their, their gods, their false gods, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. And so the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, capital G, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. I want to speak to you this morning, and it's just a question. Are you awake? Are you awake? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for this time that we have been able to spend together to worship you. Lord, we're, we're truly humbled this morning that we can call you our God. Lord, we're thankful that we can come and worship you, the creator of the universe. We're thankful for your love that was manifested in your son, Jesus Christ. Came to this earth and died for us. We're thankful that we can be here and lift your name. God, as we get into your word this morning, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. God, you would give me the words to say that you would fill me with your spirit. God, I'm truly not worthy to to stand behind this pulpit, but I'm thankful. God, I'm thankful for your forgiveness. I'm thankful for your love. I'm thankful for your mercy. And God, I just pray that you would speak to our hearts today, that Lord, we would leave differently than when we came in these doors this morning. And it's in Jesus' holy and precious name that we pray, amen. You may be seated. Most of us know the the story of Jonah, right? We've learned the story as a kid, uh, Jonah and the whale. And and that's what we think uh, of Jonah. We think of Jonah and the whale. Well, how did Jonah get to that place in his life? What happened? What were some of the things that happened in his life in order to get to that place where he was found in the belly of the whale? And the Bible tells us here in the book of Jonah that that God uh, called him to go to Nineveh. He said, I want you to go to Nineveh. It's a wicked place. They need to repent. You need to go and preach repentance. They need to turn to me. And and what does Jonah say? He says, no, right? I don't want to do that. Um, and we understand that one of the re- main reasons why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh is because he didn't believe that they deserved the mercy of God. We see later on, he, when, when God, he eventually goes, 
He preaches repentance. They repent. And what does Jonah do? He pouts. He doesn't like that they repented. He doesn't like that they came back to God. He doesn't like that, that God showed grace. And so he, he says no, and he begins to run away from God. The Bible says that he went down to Joppa. And let me say this, whenever we are trying to go our own way, it's always a downward path. It's not good, right? And he goes down to Joppa. Uh, the, the path of a disobedient person to God always leads downward. But it also seems evident here from verse number five that Jonah was the only true believer on board that ship that day. Well, how do we know? Because all the other mariners are calling out to their little gods, right? Everyone's calling out and, and he's the only one that knows the true God. And where do we find Jonah? He's asleep. He's asleep at the, uh, um, in the bottom of the, the boat. You see, Jonah had a responsibility on that ship that day to be a light, didn't he? He had a responsibility to show others that he knew the true God. He had a responsibility on that, that ship to be a bright light for God, and yet he is found sleeping. I don't know, Jonah must have taken some uh, melatonin before he got onto the ship. Whatever he took, sleeping pills, he was out. And he didn't even, he didn't even um, understand, he didn't, he didn't even recognize the storm that was raging around them. All the mariners are crying out to their false gods while every man on board needed help from the true God. The only one that could have made a difference was asleep. He's asleep. In verse number six, when the captain of the boat locates this Jonah, he asks him a question. And he begins to ask him several questions that day. And as I read this, it's very clear to me that our condition in, that we live in today is not much different than Jonah on that ship that day. We live in a world that is in a storm. Would you agree? We live in a world where there is being tossed to and fro. We live in a, a world where people are perishing, where they're looking for answers. They're searching for hope. They're crying out to all their false gods. They're trying to find peace in, 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 in uh, material things. They're trying to find peace in, in alcohol and drugs. And they're trying to find peace in all of these things. And they can't find it. And we know where they can find peace. And yet we're asleep. We're spiritually asleep. These sailors asked Jonah a series of questions. And I think... We need to, this, this morning, examine our own lives and ask ourselves these questions that Jonah was asked this day. The first thing that I want us to see is the first question that was asked is, why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? Look at verse number five. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship unto the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, what meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. Jonah was so caught up 
in his rebellion against God and in going his own way that he was totally oblivious to the conditions around him. And today in our modern church, we sleep while the world around us is is just starving for truth. While the world around us is searching for hope and searching for peace and we are fast asleep. You know, I think there's several reasons for this, but, but maybe it's just apathy in our lives. Maybe it's just, it's, we don't care. We don't care that people are dying and going to an awful place called hell. We don't care that our neighbor across the street doesn't know Jesus as their personal savior. We don't, it's this apathetic attitude in our Christian lives and we're just asleep. That apathy is that, that spiritual melatonin that will put us to sleep. But also, we also see in this passage of scripture, I believe that the reason why he was so oblivious to the things around him is because he was out of the presence of the Lord. He said, I want to get as far as away, uh, far away from God as I possibly can. And let me say this, when we are not in the presence of God in our daily lives, as Pastor Josh mentioned today, feeding ourselves from the word of God each and every day, getting our nourishment, being in his presence, if we're not, we're going to be totally oblivious to the world that's searching for answers. Be in God's presence. What did we say last week? If we're, the more that we're in God's presence, the more we know him, right? We get to know him. And the more that we get to know him, the more we want to tell of him. And so when we're in God's presence, we, we are able to tell others. But why, why are you sleeping is the question that's asked. The captain also goes to him and says, why aren't you praying? Why aren't you asking your God? Everyone else on this ship is and, and you're just asleep. Well, let me ask you the question this morning. When's the last time you prayed for someone to be saved? When's the last time you called out to God and, and asked him, hey, would you lead me, God, to someone that I can give the good news of salvation to? When's the last time you prayed for your neighbor across the street that you know does not have a personal relationship with God? Listen, Jonah is being rebuked. Why aren't you praying? You know, there's power in prayer. Why aren't you praying, church, that that Fellowship Baptist Church would see people saved and come to know Jesus Christ as their personal savior? We, we don't, we don't want to see people get saved just for the number's sake. Oh, so we can look at us and say, well, look at us. We're growing. Look at the numbers. No, but what it does show is that, hey, we're not asleep. And I fear that here at Fellowship Baptist Church, we have a lot of members, including myself, that have been asleep. That have been asleep. When it comes to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. And there are people all around us that are crying out in all different kinds of areas to to be saved and they can't find it. They can't find the answer and we know the answer. You see, the Bible speaks of the tragedy of a sleeping Christian in a dying world. In Ezekiel chapter number three, the Bible says, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, 
nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require on thine hand. That's, that's pretty scary verse. Listen, we have a responsibility to tell others about Jesus Christ. Amen? I don't want their blood to be on my hands. I don't want them to get to heaven one day and say, hey, he never told me. You see, the world, understand, Paul, Paul said this in the book of Acts. He said to the Ephesian church in the book of Acts, he said, I just want to let you know that I've been awake. He said, and now behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. He says, I'm, I'm ready to leave. He says, wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Paul said, hey, you don't, your blood, I, I've told all the people that I've come in contact to, contact with, I've shared the counsel of God with them. I have nothing to worry about. I have not shunned to tell you about Jesus Christ. Let me say this, church, the world may not say it. They may not act like it, but they truly want and desire a living, loving, serving, praying church family. They do. They want that. People are searching, like I said, for peace in their lives. They're hungry for the truth, but we are sleeping while they're searching. That's a problem. The Bible says in Romans, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. Can I get an amen this morning? And knowing the time, we know, the t we know that time is short. Knowing the time that now it is high time, it's the right time to wake out of our sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly in the, as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Listen, church, it's time that we wake up. And the question that we all need to ask ourselves this morning is why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? But we see another question in verse number seven. And they said, everyone to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation? And whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am an Hebrew and I fear the Lord the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. You know, it must have been a very embarrassing for Jonah at this, this moment for him to declare himself a man of God. Wouldn't you agree? That'd be an embarrassing thing. He's asleep when he knows the one who made the sea, he says here. 
and he's sleeping on the job. Listen, it's hard to stand and be a witness when you've blown your testimony. You know, people don't forget things. And I've heard a lot of people that I've come in contact to, contact with, people that I've talked to who want nothing to do with God. They want nothing to do with the church. Why? Because of hypocritical Christians. Is that a good excuse for them not to want anything to do with God or church? No, it's not a good excuse because we're all human beings and we fail and we mess up and we're all broken people, but it's an excuse that they use. That, hey, I don't want to go to church. I don't want anything to do with God because of hypocritical Christians. You see, as Christians, we must never allow ourselves to forget who we are and what we have been called to do. Who we are and what we've been called to do. And we have been called to follow Christ so that he can make us fishers of men. We cannot forget that, church. We cannot forget who we belong to. We belong to the the one who made the land and sea. We belong to the creator of the universe. And understand today that we have to do our job. The Bible says, Jesus, before he left, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He says, go ye therefore. You know who he was talking to when he said that? He was talking to Fellowship Baptist Church. Go ye therefore. All power is given unto me. And, 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 and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This is everyone's responsibility. This was Jonah's responsibility. This is our responsibility today is to share the gospel. What is your occupation? What are you called to do? You know, the harvest is truly white. The Bible talks about the harvest. There are people all around us each and every day who are searching for truth. Who are looking for hope. The fields are white and they're ready to harvest. But what does Jesus say? He says, but the laborers are few. The laborers are few. The Christians that are telling people about Jesus are few. Church, what is your occupation? I think sometimes it's nice for us to ask ourselves the question, what are we to do? Listen, are we on the job for the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we doing what we have been called to do? They ask Jonah this question. They say, what is your occupation? Why are you asleep? What is your occupation? Verse, look at verse number 10. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. The next question that we should all ask ourselves is, what is your purpose? What is your purpose? They said, why have you done this, Jonah? They really seemed amazed that the one who claimed to know the God who could stop the winds and the seas, he claimed to know them. They were amazed that that he knew who he was and yet wanted wanted to get away from his presence. They were amazed by that. 
the one who could save them from the storm, and he would act so foolishly to be asleep. You see, in truth, let me say this. Let's just be honest. The world would prefer that we left them alone. Would you agree? You ever try to witness to someone who does not want to hear it? They want to be left alone. The truth of the matter is that the world will be, they want to be left alone, but there will come a day where they point that accusing finger at us for not telling them. There will be a day when they demand to to know why we slept while they perished. See, our friends will ask, why didn't you tell me? The Bible is not very clear on exactly what's, what's going to happen, but the Bible does say that at the great white throne judgment, Jesus will see individuals who did not have a relationship with him and he'll say, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. And they'll be cast into the lake of fire. But I only imagine that in that day, if we are to see this going on, that our friends that knew that we were Christians or, or maybe they didn't even know because we never told them or our family that we never told about Jesus Christ, they're standing there and he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. And they turn and they look at you. And they say, why did you never tell me? Why did you never share? I was your neighbor. We talked all the time. We talked about our lawn. We talked about how we could do things with our house and fix it up. And and we we talked about the football games and we, we made all these discussions, but you never told me about Jesus. That family member says, we had all these meals together, Thanksgiving, Christmas, we got together, we hung out with each other, and we, we all this time, all these conversations, and you never told me about Jesus Christ. What a sad day that would be. And listen, there will be a day when They say, why? Why were you asleep when we were perishing? Church, this is something that we must take seriously. A responsibility that we must start taking seriously here at Fellowship Baptist Church. And as I say all the time, we need to start living for eternity. Amen? Living for eternity, not just for the here and now, not for just what I can gain here on this earth, but what can I lay up for myself in heaven? What can I do for the cause of Christ? What can I do to further the gospel of Jesus Christ here in Panama City, Florida? We have to start asking ourselves that question. What is my purpose? And your purpose today is once again to follow Christ so that he will make you fishers of men. What is your purpose? I love what Jesus said in John. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me, Jesus. I must work the works to him that sent me while it is day. He says, because the night cometh when no man can work. And as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And that is the same attitude we should have today because there is a day coming where we can work no more, where we can't tell our neighbors, where we can't tell our friends, where we can't tell our family members anymore. There will be a day when we can work no more. And as long as we're here in this world, we are to strive to be the light of the world.
that we've been called to be. Church, I think it'd be wise for all of us to ask ourselves the question this morning, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Who am I to tell? Who am I to share the word of God with? Who am I to share the wonderful gospel news with? with? And then lastly, I want us to see the question, what will we do with you? Look at verse number 11. Then said they unto him, what shall we do unto thee? That the sea may be calm unto us for the sea wrought and was temptuous. And he said unto them, take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake, this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to land, but, but they could not, for the sea wrought and was temptuous against them. Wherefore, they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. They asked the question, what do we do with you? What do we do with you? And the answer that they received is really the only one that makes sense. Cast away the disobedient Christian. Cast away the disobedient Christian. Listen, that is the modern world's reaction to the church. That is our punishment. They ignore us or worse, they cast us out. Why? Because we are not showing compassion because we don't go out of our way to love them because we don't share with them the good news. We don't share with them the hope. And so what do they do? They ignore us. They cast us out. You know, that wasn't the case in Jesus's life. The Bible says in Mark chapter two, and immediately he arose, took up the bed and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God saying, what we have never saw it on this fashion. In John chapter number seven, verse number 46, the officers answered, never a man spake like this man. In Matthew chapter number nine, and when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake and the multitudes marveled saying it was never so seen in Israel. You understand church that the Pharisees, they didn't like Jesus, right? Let's be honest. They didn't like Jesus. The religious folks, they didn't like Jesus. Most of the Jews, they didn't like Jesus, but there was one thing that they couldn't do. They couldn't ignore him. Why could they not ignore Jesus? Because everywhere he went, he touched the lives of people. Everywhere he went, he cared for someone. Everywhere he went, he healed the blind. He went out of his way to go to Samaria to reach a woman who was in adultery. Listen, everywhere Jesus went, he had compassion and therefore he was able to make a difference. He was a light to the seeker. He was food to the hungry. He was forgiveness to the guilty and he was life to the dead. Jesus looked at the multitudes and what does the Bible say? He was moved with compassion and he made a difference. And that was Jonah's responsibility on the ship that day. That was his responsibility in Nineveh. And it's our responsibility today to make a difference in people's lives. 
It's our responsibility to love people, to reach out to people, to help the hurting, to help the poor, to reach out to them, to show them that, hey, we love them, that Jesus loves them, and that, that we want to make a difference, and Jesus wants to make a difference in their life. See, these questions can be tough for us to answer, can't they? These questions can be tough. Why are we asleep? Right? What is our occupation? What is our purpose? And what will we do with you? Those are questions that we all need to ask ourselves this morning because it really serves as a wake-up call. You see, we need to be awake, church. We need to be active. We need to be on deck. We need to be willing to help. We need to be looking for ways to help. Church, it's time that we wake up. Amen? It, and it's, an, it's, it's enough, and I'm talking to myself right now, it's enough of, of talking about it and doing it. We talked about in Sunday school this morning, Brother, Brother Scott Ross taught in Sunday school. He said, hey, we know, we know the truth, but it's a whole new thing in putting it into practice. And we know the truth, church. We know that we're called to be a light. We know that we're called to reach those people around us with the gospel. And you know, here's the wonderful thing. All your job is, is to tell them. That's your job. You don't have to make them get saved. You don't have to make, you don't have to force them to accept Jesus Christ. All you have to do is tell them. And he does the work. So let's wake up, church. And let's start doing, let's start doing what we're called to do. Enough talking about it. Enough just, well, not enough talk. We're going to keep preaching on it. <laughs> But enough just talking about it and more of doing it. Amen? Let's wake up out of the sleep and let's allow the Lord Jesus Christ to help us and let's reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.